All right, it's episode 37. We are back. It is the Talking Ball podcast. Ryan and Antonio, of course, your faithful hosts. And uh, Antonio, how's everything going, man? You know, it's going. We've had a weird couple weeks where, like, do we record this week? Yeah. Do we not? Forgot to post on the Instagram for oh, everything else. But it's just been a weird couple weeks in sports, and we've been busy here at work yeah. doing our thing now, the live broadcasting here in town. And so, but other than that, it's just. We're like, we might as well just cover this week and then let the finals run out because we're thinking yeah. Which we by thought, the time we we, we, we thought, should air Yeah, or we not, thought so. by, by next, because we usually record on Thursdays, right, or Wednesday, Thursday, and we thought by now the finals at least would have been close to over or over at, but they're taking like two days off between each game, so they're really spreading it out for sure. So we'll probably record after the finals. Yeah, Just correct. throw that out there right now. So yes. it might be a week and a half or so, yeah. but... Let it get done because that's when all the drama starts. It's yeah. It's an off season, but it's never off. <laughs> oh no. With the NBA, hell no, no way. But let's start with some MLB. It looks like the uh well the Mariners are starting to play a little bit better. They're playing better. They won their series against uh Texas. They won their series against Baltimore. Baltimore. Um they're a couple I thought they should have swept Baltimore, but of course there's always that bad team always gets that one from you, you know. Mm-hmm. But they're trending in the right direction. Julio's getting hot. Excuse me. Um, Ty France is doing well. I mean, he's going to be a top batter in the league. All star. Oh, Ty France will make the All Star game. Nice. He will be a starter. He will be the starting first baseman for the AL. Who I thought I, that, right? I, I mean, I mean, I I could have like I was about I I could have synced it, but right. it uh, I just he, he's batting. He he's got good pop. He's a good fielder. Mm-hmm. It's just one of those like the Mariners struck gold when they traded for him. He was in that trade with San Diego because he right. came from the Padres in that trade, and so um. J-Rod's picking it up. J-Rod could be a reserve if not make the team. I right. mean, he's batting 270 now, above 270. He's hitting the the, the rawhide off the ball now. Mm-hmm. It's, he's Once he started clicking and like, okay, I can't be as patient anymore with those strikeouts, he's turned it up. Crawford's still consistent. He's batting just below 300. He's going to hover there, I think, for most of the season. He may drop to the 280s because it's a long season. Robbie Ray's getting shelled. He's not the Cy Young Robbie Ray we've yeah. seen in Toronto, which... I, I did expect him to be Cy Young, Robbie Ray, because they never are when they come off of that, right? They have that one year, unless you're Verlander or Scherzer, or you know what I mean? The guys like that, mm-hmm. where it's like generational, it's like, this guy's going to be solid for 15 years. Robbie Ray's been okay, but he, I think he had that one solid year, and he, he knew I have to cash out now. And I'm not I'm not saying he's a bad pitcher. He's a good ace for this young core coming up, because analysts like Kirk Jinn and Pisano said, watch out for that Mariners pitching staff. One through closer in the next three years because they we pretty much we got I think I saw we have the best rotation coming up in the minors wow. and then we have the fourth I think it's the is it fourth overall overall like we have top prospects I think we're like fourth overall now because there's some prospects in draft that has to happen but I'm excited for the Mariners going forward they're getting hot they beat Verlander recently they're shelled them too shelled them they and they're getting hot against teams that they're winning on the road. If they can bring that same mentality back home, right? I think they're fine. Suarez is, is he's batting a little better. He's batting about 230 right now. More home runs. I think he has 10 for the season. So it's just like once the bats start waking up more like they did at the beginning of the season, they'll be fine. And the Angels lost 12 straight now. And fired Joe Madden. So that's what I have unless you have anything to touch upon the Mariners. I just say if they are not 500 come all-star break, or at least a little bit below, hovering around like a game or two around 500, you got to fire service. Mm. It's just Joe Madden just got fired. I mean that that proves right there. Yeah, like which was, if you're if you're supposed to be in contention, you better be winning. And so right. I want to jump that to you. What do yeah, you think? Yeah, Joe Madden that? got fired today. We're recording this on the seventh. He got fired after a twelve game losing streak with the Angels. But you got to think the Angels were good in the beginning of the season. They were healthy. Otani was playing well. Trout was healthy. He's playing well. Their pitching staff. 
Guys like Syndergaard are really stepping up, but they've lost 12 straight. They lost a heartbreaker to the Phillies. I was actually watching it the other day. They were up like 6 nothing. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. <laughs> the Phillies hit like Bryce Harper hit him of a grand slam, and then in the bottom of the ninth, the Phillies won it. So heartbreaking loss there. I, maybe the ownership after that was just like, look, we can't do this anymore with this guy. Like 12-game losing streak, it's crazy. But Joe Madden has, has been known to be such a great manager in his previous stops. You know, he won a championship for the Cubs, So and he went to a World Series with the Rays, and... He, it's a big name out there. And like you said, if service doesn't service his team well to say, you know, <laughs> I like what you did there. Yeah. <laughs> if he doesn't do that, then you got a guy in Joe Madden that can be a major get for the, for the Mariners for sure. No, I got to ask because I just saw it on Twitter. Yeah. Is Joe Madden overrated? Because the yeah. Rays have been in contention post Since, Joe yeah. Madden era mm-hmm. with the same salary. I think they signed what's his face with extension with the, uh, who was it? They're, uh, oh my God, I'll have to look it up, but I'll, I'll add Rays on player? to it. Yeah, a Rays player. The, it's like their first like ever like big signing. Right. Like right. they oh, don't maybe sign. Wander Franco. Franco, that's yeah. what it was. Thank you. He yeah. with with Franco. But after that, like they don't sign big names and they're in the world Ser- they're content winning ninety five games post Joe Madden yeah, era. True. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. he had like the, the he had Crawford and Longoria on that team and uh starting pitcher. Um was Chris Archer on the team yeah, then? At Chris the Archer time, was their ace yeah. and he was like Cy Young, so it's like Charlie they had, Morton. And they had this this good group coming up with like J.P. Crawford and Longoria and Archer as their ace. And then even after those guys left and Madden left, after they, I think they fired, if I remember correctly, mm-hmm. they let him go. Or mm-hmm. it was like a mutual, Parting of okay, ways. I'm going to leave. Yeah. Let's just mutually separate, you know, where then he went to Chicago. But then people are saying, okay, they already had the team in place. They already had the prospects there before Madden right. took over this team. And Theo Epstein's the brains behind all of it mm-hmm. and bought players and brought them, not bought, but like brought certain pieces in and all that. So did Joe Madden really orchestrate that? Did he actually put the Cubs that much better, that much further mm-hmm. in it? And then he comes yeah. to LA to the Angels and they did good and they're just dropping off. I, I think yeah. he's, he's a good, we talked about it earlier, which we can touch base for NFL. I think he's a good raw, raw guys for. Young players and player with, development with young, too. Player I would development. Say, yeah. I do think yeah. he's that. So if you're like a team like Pittsburgh or the Royals right. or the Guardians, a team like that, right? You can even throw you can throw the Nationals in that category, yeah, sure, or, or sure. even the Padres. A team with young talent is what you're team saying. Team with young talent yeah, that will yeah. listen to a veteran season. I've been there one coach where it could be getting toned out. Like Mike Trout's like, oh, we've heard this before. Shohei, I we, we've been here, mm-hmm. and now he didn't make adjustments. Like t- twelve games. Like, and I told you, yeah. The, the Angels will fall off. The did. Angels will fall off, yeah, and they you did. Predicted it, and it's and I know I say the whole Nostradamus thing and all that. Where you <laughs> well, see it, but you it's were just right like, on that one, yeah. Even during the Mike Trout era, they made the playoffs once. So one it's not. Time. It, I think that's twenty sixteen. They got swept in the division series. Mm-hmm. So to either Boston saying? or Detroit, I'm not. I, I it was think. the Boston the year Boston yeah. won. So it's twenty twenty sixteen. The last year Boston won it. They, right, they got right, swept right. by Boston. It's just like Mike Trout's in the playoffs once. Shohei's never seen it, and now Shohei's in a little bit of a streak. A uh, little like down streak at the plate and on the mound. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. You think the? I think they should just let them finish the season. I thought so too. Yeah. So it's just like I think that was a drastic move because Seattle lost what nine, ten straight at one point, and right. everyone's like, "Oh, here we go." Even I was yeah. like, "You got to be looking at it." I think it's a situation where boy ownership was probably like, like you said, one time in the playoffs with the best player in baseball. We have another great player in baseball, potentially the best player in baseball in Shohei Otani. We brought in Noah Syndergaard for a lot of money. We have a guys like Taylor Ward who's really stepping up, and maybe they just said, you know what, we're just tired of the losing. You know, what I mean, like we have all these pieces, and we have we've spent all this money, and they've spent a lot of money. Some have hit, some have missed. Like Albert Pujols, he was a little bit of a miss, but 
yeah, maybe they're just tired of losing. They're just he's just like, you know what? It's either we're gonna get a guy in here to make the playoffs or nothing. And and know. Pools was supposed to be that piece that helps get them mm-hmm. over the hump. Well, never happened. I think he got signed before Trout became Trout. I, I think believe he signed so, in 2011, yeah. but they were like, oh, but the Angels have they been a knew team. what they had with Mike right. Trout. But, but, so. but we always talk about this in baseball, like you don't have like. It's it's different than the NBA. Like the NBA, you need superstars to win, right? And you need to spend money. But with with MLB, it's like you know you don't really have to to be the high spending team. The Yankees are the high spending team every year, and they haven't won a World Series since two thousand eight. So two thousand nine. Oh, okay, two thousand nine. Uh, you know you don't have like this Angels team has spent so much money, and they've gotten and we forgot about Rendon, but they have spent so much money. They have all these star talents, and they just can't win. You know, and and again, baseball I think is a sport where. You don't have to have the highest salary. You just have to have great players and and great pitchers and great and good pitching staff. And, and they have it. They have they just the pieces. They're just not putting it out on the field. Right, right. And right. That, I think it comes to a point where it's like, if your star players aren't panning out and all this, do you look? Obviously, you're not going to move Shohei. You're not going to no, move Mike Trout. Right. It's going to get to a point where Trout has that deal where he's going to be like, eh, I want to go to New York I or win. I want to go to Houston or mm-hmm. I want to go to wherever, wherever there's someone winning. Maybe I want to go down south to San Diego mm-hmm. or crosstown rival with the Dodgers. I right. mean, oh boy. I don't yeah. see him doing that, but it's just like, I'm calling it. Give it a month. He's going to have a pulled hammy and he's out for the season. They're dropping 40 million on him. Mm-hmm. They're dropping 40 oh, million. He's very injury prone. And the thing is, Shohei, they got to make a, a point for Shohei because he's the next guy coming up for a contract. Mm-hmm. Teams are going to spend for Shohei. They're going to yeah. be like, okay, because like Seattle would have had him. Literally, he's like, he was going to pick Seattle until Seattle's like, no, we want you to choose your position. You're going to be a fielder or are you going to be a pitcher? Where that's when Anaheim, like LA swooped in and said, we'll let you do whatever you want if you sign here right now, pretty much. So right. can't sleep on Seattle. And that's a, shoot, that's a bad thing they have right now in their lineup. Yeah. Oh, so, for sure. And in the rotation. Yeah. He'd be the one, he'd be behind Robbie Ray or the ace above Robbie. It's just, you know what I mean? It's shoulda, woulda, coulda. Right. But it's just like, you can't sleep on Seattle. Shohei is unhappy in, in Los Angeles slash Anaheim. Or the Yankees, any team with the, with the budget, the Mariners got the deep pockets. They're not, they're just afraid to spend because of how it has in the past with like, uh, when you bring guys like Eric Bedard in when you trade for him, or mm. like Robinson Cano, where you mm-hmm. break bank yeah. on guys and it doesn't pan out. Yeah. So that's a, that's really all I got for baseball. I mean, let's talk about your Mets. Your yeah. Mets are tearing let's it up. Do that. Yeah. You, you take the take the floor. Yeah, talk man. about your Mets. I mean, the Mets are looking great. You know, they've had a lot of bad luck with injuries. Some a little ridiculous, like Lindor slamming his. Finger into a literal door <laughs> during the road trip with uh, with with L.A. They split two with L.A. Though I think that was pretty huge. Lindor's back healthy. You know, unfortunately, the other big injury was, uh, of course, um, Max Scherzer. And apparently, you know, Max is recovering from an injury. It's a couple of weeks away from coming back, but then his dog bites his hand. <laughs> so he tweets out. He's saying, "Well, that did happen, but it's not going to affect my rehab. So that's good, at least." And I was telling you yesterday, back. that is the most messed. Thing uh, Mets, that could happen. Yeah. Lindor at the door and Scherzer are getting scanned, but that's like Mets. And then right again, there. Steve Cohen tweeting jokingly about it. I'm like, you are the one that's paying these guys all this money. <laughs> it's just crazy. But yeah, they're playing well. Their offense has been really good this year. I mean, they getting Marcana, getting Eduardo Escobar, just hit for the cycle last night against San Diego. Uh, you know, unfortunately, getting rid of guys like Robinson Cano, they got rid of you know guys who just really weren't uh, you know contributing, but. Lindor's having a great year. I think he's definitely an all-star this year. Um, you know, and their pitching staff has stepped up. They really have guys like Peterson, guys like Cookie Carrasco, who had a great outing last night. Uh, they're really, you know, playing well. And I think Buck Showalter was the perfect hire for this team. I really do. I, I think it was such a great hire. He's experienced. He's been in the New York market. Um, he, he's been to the World Series. This is a guy who's very, very 
season. All right, so I'm I'm cool with that. And yeah, the Mets are playing well, and I'm gonna hold my breath. You know, the only thing that it really is working for the, in the Mets' favor is that the division is just so bad. Oh, the yeah. Phillies are bad. They, they just fired Joe Girardi. The the Braves have been a massive disappointment, even with a healthy Ronald Acuna Jr. Now they've been a big disappointment. You have, I mean, the, the Nationals are not even close, and they're thinking about trading Juan Soto. So I mean, it's it's you know the Mets are are sitting pretty right now. But I've been through the years where the years where they had Jose Reyes and and David Wright, they were in their prime, and you know they had that big lead. I forget what year it was, but they had that big lead in the division. And they blew it. They blew it to the Phillies. So, you know. I want to say that was 08. Because I think that's the year the Phillies won was 08. Yeah. Because 07 yeah. is when the Cardinals snuck in and beat them in the NLCS, yeah. I believe it was. It was, yeah. So, I'm happy with the Mets right now. I think their bats are alive. Their pitchers have really been stepping up in the absence of their two guys, DeGrom and, and Scherzer. So, we'll see, man. But the Yankees are another team. Like, the, the New York baseball is on fire right now. And the Yankees have an actual better record than the Mets. So it's it's going to be a fun summer with baseball for sure. Well, in, we in always York. talk about like in basketball where like if the Lakers and Celtics are doing good, the NBA wins. Well, the MLB wins when both New York teams are doing well because it helps bring presence to the mecca of the world, yeah. pretty much in New York. And so That's right. I'm for it. I like the Mets. I like Captain America David Wright, one of my favorite baseball players. I have a Curtis Granderson signed David oh, nice. Wright jersey. You know, I always say that, but <laughs> right. it's all I had on me when I was trying to catch D Wright in Seattle and well, he went in. Right, and right. I was got kicked out screaming for David Wright. Oh, <laughs> but I was like, all right, I'll settle for Curtis, which Curtis is no slouch. Oh, he had a great, great career with Detroit yeah. and the Yan- Was he a Yankee? Yeah, he was. Yeah. He was a Yankee, and then he went to New York, I think, the Mets. Yeah, he was part of that World Series this. team against the Royals in 2016, oh, that- I believe, or 15. That's right. He was, huh? So, yeah. But that's yeah. really, I think that's really it for baseball. Yeah, you, I mean, well, you had a list. That I had a list. So this is a little fun thing. I think, I think they're called a triple play baseball. It's like a Facebook page. Mm-hmm. They do dream teams for all these Mariners, so. Here's the dream team of all time Mariners. I'll just go down the lineup and I'll I'll add in changes that I would make for for right. this. So okay. uh it's just one through nine and then a closer. So it's uh Dan Wilson at catcher, Alvin Davis at first, Brett Boone at second, mm. Edgar Martinez at third, Omar Vizquel at shortstop, Jay Buner in left, Griffey uh center, Ichiro right, Felix Hernandez starting pitcher, and closer JJ Putz. Mm. No a few names on there, no doubt. So I Alvin Davis is a Mariner great. I know it's early, but Ty France will take that spot when it's all said and done. Mm-hmm. Um, if he stays where he's at, if, of course you never wish injuries. But if injury, if some, if he stays the way he's going, he'll be the greatest first baseman to ever suit up for the Mariners. Uh, the only other one I would say is Omar Vizquel at shortstop. I would put A Rod there. Mm. A young A Rod yeah. was phenomenal. He's a phenom. He would have been there. He for, people forget he played for the Mariners. Yeah, I mean Omar. <laughs> I get Omar Vizquel is a big name in baseball, but it's just he he left. I think he left for Cleveland. Mm. I think it wasn't played shortstop for them, and then and then he was contending with. If right. the, I believe it was Cleveland, but I would throw A Rod there. The, the outfield you couldn't get much better with Griffey, Ichiro, and Jay Buhner. I mean right. the only one you could. Probably throw out there would have been Mike Cameron if he wanted Ooh, to Mike argue. Cameron, I remember him, but yeah. I mean, they've had great outfielders throughout the years. And now they got Julio, yeah. who's going to add on to that as his career goes on. Uh, catchers. I mean, besides Dan Wilson, do you know any other catchers? I mean, first yeah. base. I mean, you could probably throw John Olerud in there. Mm, John Olerud, wow, Mister Mister Plastic Helmet, yep, but, and yep. and former Met too. Mm-hmm, yes, former Met. He played at Wazoo. Um. The closer, J.J. Puts, I would, I don't know, J.J. was good. He had a one strong year, but I would put Kazuhiro Sasaki as the closer in the okay. 01 team. Mm-hmm. That guy came from Japan just like Andrew the same year and dominated. dominated. It was yeah. destroyed. Yeah. If they didn't blow teams out, he he only had like 35 saves. Right, he didn't play. But that, yeah. was that was the 116 
uh, win team that year. So if they don't blow teams out, he has 60 wins, 60 right. saves. So it's it's just one of those where it's just like, yeah, we really don't need to throw you in there. We're just going to throw the reliever in at this right, point right. let a guy finish out. I mean, and you could argue Randy Johnson for starting pitcher over Felix. I mean, I think people forget how dominant of a pitcher not 1990 yeah. through 98 um uh randy, randy johnson, johnson was, was. like yeah. felix was good and he had the perfect game yeah and he'll make the hall of fame but you're throwing two hall of famers out there it's like take your pick i mean i would throw on this you got to pick one i would throw randy over felix just because the dominance like randy johnson dominated the 90s when mm-hmm. he was on the mound one of the greatest other than that, i mean there's some there are some some moves i would make on that list but other than that but like like why D- Edgar was a DH, not a third baseman. I just don't get like you would have one through nine and then have a DH. So like, of course, Edgar would move to DH, third base. Mm. Kyle Seager. I mean, I mean, yeah. you could Russ Davis wasn't anything. Third base. I mean, uh, Jeff Sorello played for them when he came from Colorado years back. But it's just Kyle Seager would be the most memorable, I would say, for third base. Yeah, statistic wise, because Edgar played more first than third when right. they played NL teams. So. I mean, I would just throw a DH in there and just say, okay, you have a starting pitcher and a, and a closer at that point. One through nine is a, your standard DH with your DH lineup, especially now. But I mean, that's that's it. I mean, that outfield's perfect. Yeah. I mean, unless you wanted to, unless you wanted to throw Mike Cameron out there instead of Jay Buhner. But in, I think it was '97 is the year Griffey hit 50, 56 home runs, led the league, led the AL that year, and then. Buner was like fourth or fifth with forty. So mm. it's like, I mean, if you're gonna look at stats wise, you you could flip him or Mike because Mike, I, I, yeah. Mike was just athletic. Like Griffey just didn't have the power, but Mike would hit thirty home runs a season. So it's right, just right. like, like I said, it's a toss up. You could throw whoever right there. And so yeah, I mean the the Mariners. You talk about teams that have had great outfielders. I mean the Mariners are right up there for oh, sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, just Griffey alone to me, it's like, that's enough, you know? Like, well, and then I saw an all on the same one, they did like a dream team all time, and Griffey didn't even crack like one of the three lineups they made. I'm right. like, I, I get Mickey Mantle, but I'm taking Griffey over Mickey Mantle. Yeah, you, you know I what I, you, I, you know what it's just like, you can't more power, there's, more athletic. <laughs> when we talk about like Babe Ruth, you know, we have Mason on here and he talks about Babe Ruth. Like, <laughs> of course, people are going to be so by, oh, Babe Ruth, mm-hmm. Babe Ruth, where it's like, eh, Babe the, Ruth the, would probably be my second or third before team. Before you say something, did you catch the J.J. Reddick thing where he was like, you know, back in the 70s, like, these guys were playing against farmers and plumbers. <laughs> yeah. Like, so, I mean, yeah, I'm on I'm on the same boat, man. I, I just think, like, athletes today are just so much more equipped and faster and stronger. And I, I think it's just a different game. The, the, the pitching is so much faster. Like, guys you could say, like, back in the day that legitimately could play. Right. Um. Now the guys like DiMaggio and DiMaggio, you know. um, he's a catcher. Yeah, uh, he would transition well, especially well with what he could do. He's a five. Yeah, a, he was a Swiss Army knife, a catcher for the Yankees. Mm-hmm. Um, the guys like Ted Williams. Maybe. I would say Ted Williams. You could throw in there. I mean, he batted four hundred. You're right. not gonna. A guy that makes contact. That's hard to do. I mean, yeah. it, he was just he batted four hundred six. I mean, I think his <sighs> lifetime was three ninety. I think Tony Gwynn's another one. That's Tony one. Gwynn would transition, but he played in that same era with Griffey, so right, I would right. throw him where that's not too that's far not, from the yeah, game true, we true, have true. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. God, why am I spacing on his name? Outfielder. Um, what team? You don't remember? No, I, Braves. Way oh. back. I'm, why am I? Oh God, you're gonna kill me when I say this. Um, <laughs> I, I yeah, I'm, I'm no, no, no. He was like all, like Willie Mays. Oh, there you go. There. You I go. was like, why of am course. I spacing? Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. Willie Mays could play in this era. Hank Aaron, I, you think? Hey, Aaron. Yes, 
I think he could. I think Hank Aaron could because he was a power. He was a power hitter. Yeah, like exactly. legit. Like this guy. It wasn't yeah. home run or bust. The guy right. just had good pop in his bat. So it's just guys like that. I mean, I think Cy Young could. Mm-hmm. Um, you you get guys like Nolan Ryan, of course, could in this era. Like mm-hmm. Nolan Ryan threw what? What seven no hitters? Seven no hitters in like two perfect crazy. games or something like that. Oh, and wow. it's just like no one's eclipsed. And the two Mets or only three. have two. <laughs> it's crazy. And, I mean, the last guy to even have the same. Statistics for no hitters perfect games was Roy Halladay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's just peace, yeah. it's just like that's where I go with baseball. It's just because it's so vast, but it's like I once you start putting things in, like I'll be honest, you play the show. Yeah, of course. Jackie Robinson wasn't shit on the show when I used him, and he was like ninety nine overall. Right, like, you right. know what I mean? It's just, it's just like if they can't do it in a video game, they can't do it in real life. Yeah, it's all the, jokes aside, but that's that's where I stand with it. it's like you got got like you said Dimaggio. Yeah. He, besides like Pudge or even. um Cardinals catcher right now. I'm totally oh, spacing uh, Yadier Molina. Yadier Molina. Yeah. You had, like, there have been some great catcher Mike Piazza throughout the years, mm-hmm. but it's like DiMaggio would easily transition to this era. Mm-hmm. DiMaggio was a mean guy, too. Like, he was a, not like mean, but he was like, he was he was one of those, like, he had that chip on his shoulder players. Yeah. Like, he heard about it from that era of baseball. DiMaggio right. was legit, and he mm-hmm. won a couple World Series, so I mean. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just, I, I agree with you. I think it's just a different, different eras, you know, and, and baseball has, especially baseball, like, the pitching is just, it's so fast today, you know, and, and, and the game is just more, you have to be more athletic, you have to be more powerful, you know, in today's game. So, yeah, no, I agree with you on that. I'm, I'm with you on that. And I just think, like, guys like Ken Griffey in their prime and, like, Barry Bonds in their prime facing 100-mile-per-hour fastball today because they were crushing 95. Right. I mean, you couldn't get a fastball past them. And I'm going to say 100 miles per hour is fast. I've ne- fast I've faced was 94. Yeah. So, but that's about league average now, you know, so it's... It just comes down to just athleticism. Griffey's one of the most phenomenal athletic guys to ever grace a baseball field. For same sure. with same with prime, prime Barry Bonds. Like mm-hmm. they're like steroids are not Barry Bonds. Still hit almost five hundred home runs. Right, people and, forget and that. We've argued yeah. that too. And when even Mason's on the show, we we've talked about that. Mm-hmm. And analysts are too. So he's gonna go. What the, he's gonna go to the whole association to be like, yeah, I'm gonna appeal this whole writers thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I saw a thing where. Well, you're seeing it like with former players, like Eduardo Perez on on for baseball, um, Alex Rodriguez in the booth, mm-hmm. uh, JJ Reddick, guys that are actually getting on panels now. It's making it more entertaining because you're seeing guys that are educated, know the sport, had a long jam, and have played, it, right? And have played, and been at the top of the top. Which, mm-hmm. like, I wouldn't say JJ Reddick was like the top of the top, but he played shooters. on good teams. And he's one of yeah. the greatest shooters to step foot on one the one of the court. best Duke players ever. I mean, yeah. It's... And so, and he and he just has a good. He has that analyst mentality along with the, what he put on the field. I feel like Jalen Rose gets a little too bias towards things and all. I think there's still that saltiness from being like like the Kobe 81 point oh God, game. Yeah. Which you don't let him live down. I just feel it's a little bit more like like Kendrick Perry. I love KP. Yeah, I like Kirk, I love yeah. KP, I like but Kirk. he's kind of he doesn't have the greatest takes. He's almost like the Max Kellerman of NBA, the NBA right, today. Right, where right. I love Richard Jefferson. Oh, I love great. the comedic humor he brings to it. I love him on TikTok. He's great. But like like let's let's jump into NBA. Yeah, now. So that, that, that's yeah, all yeah. I got for for MLB. I kept rambling on, but that's that. Well, of course, the, you know the finals going on right now. We'll start with the finals real quick, and it's tied one one right now. We're recording this on the seventh. I believe they play game three tomorrow. They do. Um, and you had Celtics. Celtics I have um, Warriors. Warriors. Okay, yeah, and and the first game, you know, the Warriors look great. Steph Curry had twenty one points after the first quarter. It looked like the Warriors were cruising to a win, but the Celtics really came in. They they came to play. They they stayed in the game, and and they just had that. An amazing fourth quarter where they didn't turn the ball over and Al Horford went off, their role players went off, Jason Tatum had a bad game, but he had 13 assists. I think the key for the Celtics is they can't turn the ball over against a team like the Warriors. That's number one. When they turn the ball over, I believe, more than 12 times, they lose. 
If they don't, they win. So I think they have they have to fix that. Robert Williams has to be a factor for sure. And I think when he's on the floor, he's such a great rim stopper and a rim protector that it's really gonna, you know, make guys like Draymond Green struggle, Andrew Wiggins struggle, you know, guys who need to play in the pain, maybe Jordan Poole as well. But the Warriors came back game two and and they really they came to play and Boston didn't, that's for sure. You know, Steph Curry is is playing well, no doubt. I think if the Warriors do win, I think he'll probably end up getting finals MVP. But yeah, the Warriors are, are just a team where you can't turn the ball over against them and you have to play them well in transition. And they didn't do that in game two for the Celtics. And of course, Draymond getting under the skin of the Celtics as well. So I think a lot of that had to had to, a big part to play in the Warriors winning uh, game two. But of course, game three tomorrow, it's in Boston. Boston has home court right now, so we'll see. But yeah, but but Boston doesn't play well at home in the playoffs. They have not played well for <laughs> which some is reason. Crazy. Which is it's a great such a great home court advantage. You know, it's one of the loudest arenas in, in all sports. So we'll see what happens. But I'm enjoying it so far. It's I don't think it's going to be four one. I don't think it's going to be you know. Uh, I think it's going to go six or seven. I really do. Yeah, I got Warriors in six. Okay. I, I think the biggest thing to come out of this is the third quarter in both oh, games, God, and yeah. there's a plus forty differential from Golden State to them. So it's I don't know what it is after halftime. Third quarter, they are they a got third quarter on. team. The, yeah. Steve Kerr gets them going, or whoever the voice is in that locker, whether it's Steph, Clay, Draymond, whoever. But they come out ready to play where Boston doesn't, and mm-hmm. I, I think they're lucky that Steph got cold in the second half, and the whole Golden State team would have, otherwise Boston would be down three zero. Mm-hmm. I mean that's how I or two zero. Excuse yeah, me, yeah. I, they'd be down two zero. Because Horford's not going to have every game like that. I think Horford just had that one in a, mil- one in a million 26 games. 26 points, yeah. And Because yeah. he hasn't done that all season. And he had two points in game two. Because <laughs> throughout the playoffs, it's been it's been Jalen Brown and Tatum. Mm-hmm. And Smart stepping up when he needs to. And Boy, it's just, Marcus Smart was terrible in the second game. And I just, I just think it's going to come down to that veteran experience. Mm-hmm. And I think Boston needs to capitalize on their their young core mm-hmm. don't take the ball to Jalen's hands don't take the ball out of you know Tatum's hands a big just problem. Let, let them ha- let let Jalen and Tatum drop 40 well let the problem is, is that they haven't really been cohesively having good games like Jalen Brown had a great fourth quarter in game one of course Jason Tatum shot the ball terribly in game one game two Jason Tatum comes back he's got getting his groove in the first half didn't really get his groove going in the second half but Jalen Brown didn't play well in game two so I think they both of them have to really put together good games for them to win this series for sure that that's all I got for it. I mean, I got the Warriors. I just think they're going for four. It's they got to prove it after Durant left. Mm. I think it's more like that. They already made it, so obviously they're a better team. It was never Durant, but I just don't like when people are like, oh well, Durant. They carried Durant. <laughs> Durant was averaging almost thirty against LeBron. I mean, yes. it's one of the greatest. Yeah. You could say a top def- top ten defender in the league. And ever. before game two, the Warriors have been one and eight in playoff games without him. And so, exactly, and that's a good stat to throw out right there. Yeah. So I don't, I don't like the whole like blasting KD. It's just like, okay, he left. He won his titles. Yeah, he went to Brooklyn. But no one saw the pandemic happening. No mm-hmm. one saw the whole situation with Kyrie. No one saw Joe Harris having a torn mm-hmm. Achilles or ACL, whatever it was, yeah. and being out the rest of the season. No one saw these injuries coming. And then trading for Ben Simmons to not even suit up. Right. So right, it's right. just like, take it easy on KD. Yeah. Bash him all you want. I don't. I, I guess I don't care, really. Mm. It doesn't impact me, and he doesn't care either. Yeah, clearly, He's making no. $35 million a year. I, I mean, right, right. Bash me all you want. I'm making $35 million salary. Yeah. And then on top of that, my Nike deal, yeah. my Gatorade deal. Yes. You know what I mean? It's like, go ahead. I'm I'm going cr- I'm, yeah. I'm to take my stacks and wipe my tears as I'm doing a wiping <laughs> motion with, with yeah. probably, he's probably making $80 million a year. In reality, after endorsements and his salary yeah. and bonuses, whatever. So, I just think Boston needs to capitalize this year because the Bucks aren't going anywhere. Mm. The Heat aren't going anywhere. I think the Heat are going to make a big splash this offseason. I think they're going to get Bradley Beal. 
I, I think Beal or E, don't sleep on Levine. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't yeah, sleep yeah. on Levine. I know we've been saying maybe L.A. or Portland, but it's right. Le- Levine would would be a great addition with a Robinson, with a hero. And hero's going to come off the bench eventually. He's going to be in the starting five with a Jimmy Butler. With mm-hmm. you know, It just keeps going on and on. I mean, I think he'd be a good fit there. Or don't sleep on the Bucks. They go, hey, you know what? Come a little more south with us and – We'll contend for a title, unlike and unlike the, Sixers the Bulls too. If they stay healthy, you know, and, and, and Sixers, yeah, I mean they're they're a piece away if whatever happens with Harden. Yeah, but it's just and then Brooklyn. I think Brooklyn will have it all figured out next year. They're going to make a trade. I don't think Kyrie's going to be in a in a no. excuse me a Brooklyn uniform no, next he'll be year. Back, yeah. Oh, you don't think he's going to be in a Brooklyn uniform? No. You really, you don't. Oh, no, okay. I guess there's okay. there's rumors circling that that actually during the draft process. Brooklyn and L.A. were talking about a swap for yeah. Kyrie and Russ, almost straight up. Mm-hmm. Straight up. Yeah. Because they have about the same salary. I've seen that, too. But it's yeah. like, if you're KD, do you want to play with Russ again? Right, that's Or do question. you? Because they played really well together when they know each other. They know the chemistry where KD knows, like, okay, like, I know if he's, I could take a, I could take a, take a break this mm-hmm. quarter and let Russ cook. You know, right. that's, a, that's a football saying. Let, let Russ do his thing. Yeah. Don't interfere. But when it comes fourth quarter, it's my time type mm-hmm. thing where I think he, this is my team. No one wanted you. I wanted you. You're welcome to my world type thing. Right. And welcome right. to Brooklyn. And I think they could build more of a – and there's more shooters around Westbrook than that Lakers team with KD and Joe Harris and, and all those guys where they can make – Westbrook a better where he can drive and kick out a guy's gonna hit a three just don't shoot the ball <laughs> just don't shoot the ball Stop shooting get your ball. 25 points on the drive because yeah. with shooters it's gonna open up the lane for him where I know we bashed him with the Laker like he did not have a good season he was missing wide open shots off of the backboard like the top of the backboard like, I, we've, we watch highlights here when we're like between like I'm um, between sales and you're like your commercial breaks here for um for the radar where you're looking, it's like he bricks one off the backboard, where it's just like, don't jump shoot. But if you look yeah, at like, don't shoot okay, see highlights, it's when the lanes were open because there were shooters surrounding him and he could drive to the Yeah, basket. I think and Russ, so th- there I, wasn't that in LA. Right. Was, no, no, no. I think he's one of the best drivers in history, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook, for sure. Oh, and one of the best finishers, yeah. Well, let's talk about Darvin Ham because that, that's a good transition into that. Uh, he was introduced as the Lakers head coach, and the big question was, how are you going to introduce Russ into this new system? How are you, are you keeping Russ? And he said, look, well, he said that he thinks Russ is one of the greatest players of all time, and he said, "Look, we're we're gonna keep him." Uh, it sounds like they're gonna keep him for sure. It doesn't sound like they're getting rid of him. So, but my thing is like, look, like you said, he is such a better player when he's just not shooting jump shots. He's not a good jump shooter. That's been proven now. He's a horrible free throw shooter. That's been proven now. So just do what what you do best. You know, drive the ball. He's a great passer. I, I think just stick to that. You know, like I think that's the the recipe. If they're gonna keep Russ, I think that's the recipe for. Him uh, coinciding with LeBron and AD, but you got to surround him with shooters. Oh yeah, yeah. That's yeah. you got to surround that whole team. That's with shooters. their main concern, I think. The Lakers. They had no team. shooters. No. People da- bash Danny Green. Well, Danny Green has shot almost forty percent. Right. With the Sixers, Kuzma had a decent year after getting traded. It's almost just like oh, I'm not under the shadow of LeBron anymore, and this whole I got to be this. Nah, I'm out. Like mm. the the players that have been traded post LeBron are doing well. Did we get a title? Sure. Everyone will take the title over that development. But it's just Kuzma didn't have a bad year. I mean, no, yeah, Lonzo had, had a good, good year, year until he yeah. got hurt. Yeah, and it's just and Ingram. Ingram, Ingram's tearing it up in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. But it's it's just, do you take Ingram or AD? Mm-hmm. And yeah. a healthy AD in his prime is out yeah. of this world compared to Ingram. But it's right. like at least Ingram's healthy, right? Because he stays and, healthy and would right. get you eighteen. Yeah, where AD's never healthy anymore. And so there's just and where I've said they didn't move him to power forward or small forward, make LeBron the power forward, and just actually bring a dominant center in. 
Right. Not even Dominic. No Dwight Howard anymore. Not, not a, or even Dwight. Dwight Howard would be fine. Right. I think coming just, off the bench, yeah. Just he sets the high screens for the high picks for whoever, mm-hmm. and he gets your rebounds, and defensively he's still good. Yeah. But it's, I don't know, like Rudy Gobert wants out. That's a whole thing. I, that, I, think, I think we're going to hear some big noise, Donovan Mitchell, yeah. where Gobert said, it's me or Mitchell, where they're mm. going to keep Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, so you course, just said, yeah. okay, you're getting traded. When Snyder just stepped down the other day, Donovan Mitchell's really upset about it, according to Woj, and I think he could be a piece that might get traded. We'll see what Danny Ainge decides to do with that. Because um, I think the Lakers jumped the gun on Ham. I do. I would take Snyder over Ham. Mm-hmm. Ham, right? Darvin Ham. Yeah, Darvin yeah, yeah, yeah. Ham, yeah. I was, name, like, yeah. I was like, that's, that's his last name. I think they're riding hype of a Bucks team with Giannis. Right. I mean, I don't. <clears throat> He's a good player. I mean, he competed with Kobe in 97 in the dunk contest. I, yeah, I yeah, remember, yeah. Now that I remember. But it's, I don't know. I just, I just don't like when you pick off trees from coaches where she's like, okay, they, they got that title, but it's like they had that one, that one year run, and will the Bucks do it again? Mm-hmm. Where it's not like a Phil Jackson or a Pat, right? You know, I, you know, I'm kind of going with it, like a Steve Kerr, where it's like, right, right. You're hoping to land an assistant, yeah, who could pan out, which you don't know yet. Where Snyder has the proven track record, I just think Utah was just that. Just they, they peaked. They peaked with oh, Gobert yeah. and. And uh, Mitchell, and I think he would be a good coach with a bigger market mm-hmm. where he could bring those guys. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. And that'd be goes. more of a draw for Donovan Mitchell if you brought him in come right, post contract right, year. Right, and right. So, it's going to be interesting. The NBA offseason is always interesting. It's going to be another interesting offseason with guys like Beal and Harden and Kyrie and, uh, you know, Gobert. I mean, it, there's going to be a lot of moving pieces this offseason, no doubt. Uh, let's talk about what uh, Adam Silver said the other day. Thinking about shortening the season. Oh, God. I mean, what in the Take hell? The floor. <clears throat> Listen, if you haven't seen the Richard Jefferson rant about it, it's really good. It makes complete sense to me. You know, he's saying, look, you guys have all the necessities in the world. You have the best training staffs in the world. You have sleep schedule training staffs now. You, they eliminated a lot of back-to-backs. They travel first class, and they have their own planes. It's like, and and by the way, guys are still taking games off anyway with, mm-hmm. with load management. So, I mean, the fact that they want to shorten the season is just so ridiculous to me. It, it, it's it, it's going to really ruin the product, I think. And a lot of records are going to be ruined as well. So, I don't know, man. I, if you haven't heard the Richard Jefferson rag, you really got to it. It just it, it, I think he hit every nail on the head. Uh, and he played. He, he and was he a played player. in the before the private jet era yes. and the private jet era. And, and, and by the way, they have a week off now with All-Star break. The before it was two or three days. Now it's a week off. Like, now come They have the playing tournament where guys get... The finals are every other four days. It's like, come on, guys have plenty of rest, man. They've catered to them. Yes, yeah, they have. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I didn't want to cut you off. So no, go ahead, go ahead. I just, I, I guess I'm gonna agree with Richard. He and he laid into them, and they're like, they're like, you need to cool down. He's like, no, I'll cool down when I'm done. Because right, it's just right. like, and you hate to see it because now it's just like guys want to be, they want to, and you hear, I think it's a generational thing we're hitting now because you hear it about the everyday workforce where it's like people don't want to do much for high pay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're seeing that now in pro sports. You're seeing it hit in pro sports with, with that. You get a younger generation like, well, I want to make my fifty million, but I only want to play fifty games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's ten million a year. That's ten or not ten million. That's well. Perkins brought that up when 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 Jefferson was ranting. He's like, oh, tell them about the money they make. By the way, like, yeah, and he's working in the same in the exactly. same era, era in the yes. same era. And, yeah, yeah. And you see guys are like, well, I don't want to play on the road or like load management, like Kawhi, oh, where it's just yeah. like, well, after this whole Ben Simmons thing. I'll tell you right now, they ain't getting that money anymore. Oh, they're, the CBA they're about, is going to be different. CBA yeah. is going to be a expect a lockout, mm-hmm. expect a long lockout because their players are going to argue that 
oh, well, it's our body. We should be able to get the time off. But then owners are going to be like, well, if you don't play up to 70 games, you're not getting paid. You're yeah. not getting paid. You're going to, at that point, that's where we, we deduct it. Right. You don't, unless it's like a season ending, like an ACL or something, you know, where it's like you physically can't play. Mm hmm. You're just load management because you're tired. Get out of here. I know. I hate it. I There's hate no back to backs anymore unless you're a home. Yeah. Unless you're the home team. You get back to back, but then you don't, you get a day. If you have a five game homestand, it's back to back rest, back to back rest game, or they spread it out accordingly. Like, yeah. And even the travel schedule, you said like private jets. Mm hmm. They have massage therapists. You mm -hmm. have your own personal trainers on top yeah. of meal plan. You don't have to worry everything. about your meals, anything. Richard Hitt, he goes, they're like kings and like you can say kings and queens. I mean, I, as a former college athlete, like you know, I was on the cross. I wasn't on the basketball team. I was on the lowest of the totem pole, the cross country team. But even we got treated really well, like free gear and and the training staff. And I mean, we had a lot. And I can only imagine what professional athletes get these days. You know what I mean? Well, and it's just they they want to they want to do less for the same amount of money, right? And it's it's you're hitting that generation hour, like I said, with our our average workforce, where it's like, I expect to be paid twenty dollars an hour, mm -hmm. but but no, so and so does it for this, you know. Right. It's, it's just apples to oranges. Now they're, oh, it's a player driven league where Silver has said that we do listen to our players and all that, but money comes from TV deals. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So and you know and, and, think... and they're gonna go. You're not shorting the season. Well, that's a good. Point if you're shorting the season. Mm -hmm. You're not going to charge us more for time spots now because we're not going to cater and accustom to these guys. Yeah, TV networks. Players. TV networks want to see stars. Fans want to see stars. I think the reason why Silver is kind of proposing this is because he wants his stars to play and he wants his stars to be on TV. But the other side of that is, well, guys are taking games off. Like, you know, they're taking games off without being necessarily hurt. You know, so that's that. That they have to really crack down on load management. That that I think is the problem. Kawhi started it. Yeah, right, right. You know, Pop did it for years. Kawhi started it. Like, and they got fined. He's like, my my old guys aren't traveling. I think that was the year, the final year they beat the Heat. Mm. He's like, you guys are staying here. Right. Duncan, Ginobili, Parker. I think Kawhi even said he goes, you guys stay here. We're gonna finish the season out on the road. You right. guys stay here. We're getting ready for the playoffs. And they got fined for it. Yeah. So I think if there's no legitimate reason to set a player, and that's where we're gonna get secondary opinions and all that from outside sources. The league's gonna send a doctor, whoever, to check him mm -hmm. out. We're like, okay, he can, he should be back by next week. He's not back by next week. You get a ten thousand dollar fine per game. He's not back. It, it's gonna happen. It's gonna be an ugly road. Pro sports are going down mm -hmm. because now it's like you can't already touch guys. So the league is already less physical as it is. Yeah, for sure. And, he's, and like we're saying, the travel accommodations. It's just like beyond. There's first just no class. reason. It's like first class times ten. Right. So it's and yeah. it's just and if like and it was just like what was it 2016? I think it was like LeBron didn't play a homestand. Or on a way stand, they said, okay, if you're going to load management, you play road games and you sit at home. Mm, yeah, so fans yeah, that are yeah. paying to see right, guys, because right. there are fans dropping X amount of money in. To see them. And, and they were charging to see LeBron, right? So they're, mm -hmm. they're bumping the ticket prices up. Yeah. Because the Cavs are going to be hunting. You're going to see LeBron and Kyrie and the possible defending, go, defending East Conference champions right. going to play the Portland Trailblazers. Well, they bump the tickets up to 100, 200 bucks oh, yeah. a piece. Oh, yeah. And those players don't play, and they they don't accommodate to the, to that. Mm -hmm. Which, that isn't the franchise's fault for charging. They're, they're upselling because, okay, we want you. You're going to pay to see LeBron come play in Portland. Mm -hmm. Where then he doesn't play. Which I don't blame him not wanting to play in Portland. You know, <laughs> we're going to rest or whatever. Right, right, right. But Silver made that. You're going to play road games. If you're going to sit, excuse me, if you're going to sit, you're going to sit at home. Yeah, there you go. And that's where load management and... 
finger quotes, injuries started happening. Oh, mm-hmm. pulled him. He's going to be out probably the next three to four games. Well, what's the next three to four games? Mm-hmm. It's a it's a road stand. Mm-hmm. You're staying home. So it, it's just there's ways they, they've worked around it where it's like, oh, no, he hasn't pulled him. He's out the next two weeks. That's four games. Right. So stay home, rest. We don't need you on this road stand. I don't know if you saw first take this morning with J.J. Redick and C.J. McCollum. And C.J. does a great job. He's a new analyst on ESPN now. Um, until I guess until he starts playing again. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yep. Um, and they said that they had designated, they would look at the calendar before the season and corroborating with the training staff, they would pick certain games to take off. Like these are designated rest days. So it's like, I, I, that's a problem. You know what I mean? Like, especially if it's a road game, like you said, I mean, silver, I think is right in saying you have to take home games off. Don't like, even though it might, some people might not always go to Laker games all the time and not see LeBron. But yeah, I think. You know, the road games and the TV, national TV games is where Adam Silver wants to see his players play, for sure. It's just different era. And I, I hate throwing the, the word around soft because I don't play in the league. I'm mm-hmm. not all in that category, right? But it's like you see guys like Jordan. He played through He played through the flu. Or they said it's food poisoning or he was, he was, it was uh, a hangover. Like there's more yeah. stuff coming out about it. Right. But let's say the flu game, he played during that. It didn't matter. It was a hangover, food poisoning. Isaiah Thomas Whatever. played the finals back-to-back games. That in a, Kobe Bray with a broken finger and won a title. Like, shot a free throw with certain, a lacerated you know, and, uh, Achilles. And Kobe came out and said, there's a quote, and he said, he goes, they're like, why do you play the way you play? He goes, because what if that that fan mm-hmm. saved all their money to come see me play this one time? Yeah. Because he remembers that from when he was a kid. Jordan talked about that. Now it's just like, I think it's like more, the, the players feel more entitled now and like, no, you owe us, where it's mm-hmm. just like, no, we understand you worked hard to get there, mm-hmm. but you're... And he says, but you're the product on the court. You know, you know what you're getting for. And they say, like, oh, well, we don't care. And like that whole mental health thing that like we talked about, it, it's a serious issue in, in, you could say, in, in cultural, cultural in general, yeah, right? Yeah, sure. Ben Simmons destroyed that for the NBA, mm. destroyed it for pro sports. No, you better figure it out now because I'm paying you 40 million a year. Yeah. You better not be depressed. You, you know what I mean? It's, right, it's just right. like he ruined that. And that's going to be the next CBA. Yeah. He, he collected, what, 30 million this year? Mm hmm. He and tried, and tried suing the league and the, the, and Sixers. the Sixers saying, I want that money back now that he's traded. Right. And now it's just like, he didn't even suit up. Right. And then it came out he had some sort of back injury that, that wasn't even talked about. Like, for what? And, yeah. and that's to save his ass. Save, mm-hmm. But it's like, for what? Yeah. Because he sat. That's your, it's your job to stay in shape. I think JJ and Richard hit that too. Where it's like, they literally have training regiments to make sure you don't get injured. Mm. The The... The therapies, the the post workouts, mm-hmm. all this, the meal plan. They make sure. And he goes, if you're not healthy coming into the season, that's your doing. They provide everything for you, unless mm-hmm. there's a lockout. They provide everything and for you. He made a good point saying, the reason why pro sports is what it is is because certain people can do it and certain people can't do it. Yep. And if you can, and if your profession is staying in shape and playing sports, that's your job to stay in shape and play. Yeah, and and he hit it right. And he goes, that's why the guys like. The Kareem's, the Wilts, the LeBron's, the Kobe's before he his body started falling apart yeah. on him. That's why they were so rare and considered greats because they lasted that long. Mm-hmm. And it's now you're seeing early retirements in all sports where guys are like, no, nah, I'm 30, I'm done. You know, I cashed out because athletes do make more where they see that where it's like in football. Patrick Wills retired, he's 29. Luke Keekley, 28. You know, you're seeing it more Barry and more Sanders. now. Barry Sanders went, he was like 28, I think, yeah. or something like that. And mm-hmm. so. You're seeing it more in all sports where guys are. I would not be surprised if Mike Trout retired in a couple of years. Yeah. At like 32, 33. To be Andrew like, you know, Luck and you know, all ex- these other, Andrew yeah. Luck's another one. And it's just, his was like concussion, like Keekly and all that. And football, I get it. We were like, yeah. No, I'm taking hits at every day. And there's 
There are studies Johnson behind it and all. I think that was just because he played for the Lions. No, yeah. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> he's like, you know what? I'm too. done. Yeah, true, I'm true. done. I played yeah. for Detroit, but it's just there's so much money involved. You shorten the season, TV deals are gonna be like, okay, well, we're not gonna pay more mm-hmm. to accommodate to pay your players. Right. We're gonna pay the. There's gonna the media, the TV industry runs it because that's where the, the players so get the, the majority is. of their money. Mm-hmm. It's the TV deals, yep. and they've talked about that. So. They want to play less games. We'll expect less less contracts. There you go. Or, or they're going to be longer. Okay, you're going to be you're going to get your fifty million dollar contract, but you're only guaranteed thirty five plus. Like football players get with their incentives. You're about to see the incentive based where they work so hard mm. for the smaller franchises in, in basketball, right? So hard to to make it more appealing to stay for the super max deal if you qualify for for uh, the two hundred fifty dollar max two hundred fifty million max, right? Mm-hmm. They've tried to make that appealing. Now that's about to go away. If you short the season, be like, okay, we'll sign you that, but you're only guaranteed 180, and you only guarantee this, and here's your signing bonus. Right, right. You're just right, gonna see right. a lot more si- if that happens in 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 the world, the multiverse that everyone talks about now, because of Marvel, the multiverse of the NBA, and they shorten it to 70 games, which is what 12 games less. They're even talking 60. Oh God, they're uh, talking I mean, 60. That's okay. ridiculous. Okay, if you do 60, all 30 teams make the make the. You want a shortened season? Here you go. Right. Where you where you end. Keep it 82 games, but it's a single game elimination, NCAA tourney style, do or die, all 30 make it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. First top two teams get a bye, and you rank them that way, make it a bracket. That'll mm-hmm. shorten your season real quick. Then you'll right. only play 85, 80, 80, what, 86 games compared to if you win and move on. Mm-hmm. And if you make the finals, then you can make, like, say, like a best out of seven. Yeah. yeah. If you make it to the finals, but you want to shorten your season, make it the playoffs. Yeah. But there's more money. They, At least the first But round, they wanted you know? more money, so the playoffs had to get extended from five games to seven games in yeah. the earlier series right. to make more money. That's so right. it's just like, you guys wanted the longer seasons for the money, but now you want the same pay for less work. Yeah. Which I get, I, I get it. I want the same thing for me, but it's just like, when you get to that point, there's more politics and deals involved than just yours. Okay, you want a shortened season? You're about to take a pay cut. Mm-hmm. You're not going to yeah. make your $50 million a season. It's right. not going to happen. Rookie... Rookie guarantees are going to go down. You mm-hmm. know, longevity of contracts are going to go down. So it's just the grass isn't always greener. I know I ranted on it because I'm with I'm with Richard on it. It's yeah, just I like, do. and then I guys think. get that and they retire, yeah. and then they get it for an ex Bobby Manila, for instance. The Bobby Manila contract, oh, you know, that's still going on to what twenty. He gets paid a million dollars every year, at, I believe, in April. Yeah, until I want to say maybe late twenty twenties, so almost twenty thirty. I think it is. Yeah. And, yeah, but they call it Bobby Benilla Day, where yeah, he collects yeah. one point five million dollar check, <laughs> which was more than what they could have just paid him outright if they cut him. Yep, so, he, yep, yep, so it's yep. just one of those, just like you're yeah. going to see it. The grass is always greener if they want shorter games, or you're about to get lesser pay. And because owners, yeah. owners will not budge on that, they're like, "We're not going to pay you more for for doing less. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen." That That'd be sense. like me, hey, I want to, I want this to my boss. Well, no, you're not doing that because you want to work less for that. Or right, right. There are entrepreneurial opportunities where you can work two hours to make that money, right? Right, right. But that's that's a rare breed. You could say you they work to that point where it's like Yeah. 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 That's I don't get it. I really don't. I, I mean, ranted I, a long time on it, a lot longer no, than but I thought everything I you would, said I thought but, was true. Everything you said I thought was true and correct and we'll see what happens. <laughs> but you know, I, I think obviously they the playoffs are the main ticket. Uh but if anything, like I said, if like you said, if anything short in the first round at least because the playoffs go from early April to damn near the middle of June. I mean, it's a long playoff, so we'll see what happens. Or I, throw the bracket in instead of the midseason tournament. Uh, I love the a mid, a midseason tournament 
and you're trying to shorten it. It's like yeah. I get Silver's trying to work with the players. And I think he's the best commissioner in sports. I, do too. I will yeah. throw that out there. He's mm-hmm. the best commissioner in sports. Yes. He, he, he sees it from both sides. Okay, we need money revenue, and the players do need this. So I, I do like how he coincides and lets both worlds live together. He's the greatest. He's the greatest. G, a GM commissioner. Right I think by the, when it's said and done, Silver will go down as the greatest commissioner of all time. Mm. I will say that. Just because when he stepped in after was Sterling, David Stern, yeah. David Sterling, Stern, sorry, excuse me. He, um, I kept thinking Donald Sterling. Oh, not him. Cl- <laughs> not him. No, <laughs> no, not him. We don't want to even talk about him. No, David Stern. But yeah, recipes, David Stern. Because yeah. people were just like, eh, he wasn't okay. But Silver stepped in and just from the get go was like, no, we're doing this, yeah, this, he got this. It. Yeah. You want to do this? Okay, well. Here's what you can do so we don't start riots or protests. You want to pro- here it is. Mm-hmm. Here it is. We're backing our players. You're gonna. Mm-hmm. Th- there was less scrutiny against. Like, he's like, we're gonna do this. I'm backing my players, but we already told them they can't do this type mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. You want to wear shirts? Okay. Mm-hmm. You want to do this? Okay. You know what I mean? He lets he's the been players a very speak. Supportive he's player. Supportive, but he also uh, sees it from the owners, saying you can't do that to your player. You know, <laughs> he's he's that good medium, happy medium, right in the right, middle. He right. sees both sides. But his check gets cut from the owners. So when that contract talks come up for the CBA, he's mm-hmm. going to side with the owners over the players at the end of the day, which as I was just like, like totally saying like he's in the middle. But the players don't cut his checks. The owners cut the commissioner's check. Yeah. And so that's what it's going to come down to for the new CBA. But mm-hmm. but no, I, just, I totally forgot I was going with it. But no, it's just if you want to shorten your season, okay, make it, make it a bracket like the March Madness. And then the finals is the best of seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we'll see. And then I mean, that throws I, all teams in, so it's a best team on the best day. And then, but you're gonna hear, got like LeBron was all about the oh, there shouldn't be a play because we're the seven. That all of a sudden it doesn't cater him. Right. I love you like LeBron. Yeah, I do too. But it comes down to against LeBron. Well, it's mm-hmm. like no, nah, that gave you more life, and you guys just couldn't do it. You know. Where I was like, well, what if we have a bad game? Don't have a bad game. You're a pro. I, right. I get everyone has it, but but the best show up at these times. Like, I'll mm-hmm. tell you, Jordan, be like. Still elimination. Well, we're going all the way, and we're going to win, in, and we're going to win in six mm-hmm. in the final. Like mm-hmm. Kobe, I don't care. Yeah. yeah, I don't care. Yeah, just suit it, up. And it play, is what man. it is. We you don't. Know what I mean, just suit up and play. Exactly. So, did you see what LeBron said on his uh, his, his show, The Shop? There is a <laughs> clip going around. I think the episode comes out later this week. But they asked him, "What current playoff team would you want to play for?" He said, "The Warriors." Golden State. I'm like, oh god, why did you even? First of all, why did you ask him that question? And second of all, why did you say the Warriors? Like. People are going to flame LeBron for this, for sure. You know, well, I was saying, oh, he can't win without a team and all this. I mean, he won with the Cavs in 2016. Mm-hmm. He led that Heat team. That Heat team was not going to win without him, without yeah. LeBron. Mm-hmm. People can say what he said. Prime Miami Heat LeBron was a menace to society. Oh, yes. it, all due respect for that. So, like, he was like, you are not stopping LeBron James on the Heat. I mean, mm-hmm. I know Dirk did and that Spurs team did, but it was Once just Once they got like, that past them, man. It was just, that LeBron was untouchable. Like, mm-hmm. I would take that LeBron over probably any player in history. Yeah. 2013-14 uh, LeBron I would take over. Or 2012-2013, yeah. I, I I'm should with say. you on that one. Yeah. So, but yeah. I mean, that's saying a lot because, like, you have the, the Kobe era. You have Jordan where it's like, that LeBron was me. That was a bad he man. Couldn't be stopped, man. He could not be 27 stopped. 27-year-old LeBron was a bad man. And, yeah. he, and, he, and he owned being a villain. He's like, you know what? We're doing it. Yeah, yeah. He was he was amazing, and that you remember the forty five point game in Boston where he had that look on his face, and that was that LeBron was unstoppable for sure. But he dunked over Jason Terry and, oh, and like God. looked at him like it was just like, dude. Yeah, he was like, get out of my league, man. <laughs> like, you know That's I mean? a nice way of putting it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we'll see what happens. The finals again continuing right now, and uh, you got Warriors. I'll take the Celtics, and we'll see. We'll see what happens. All right, let's move on to the NFL to finish off the show. Of course, big big signing yesterday. Aaron Donald 
was thinking about retirement, and I think that was definitely a ploy to get paid for sure. But he got his money. He's the highest paid non-quarterback in the league, and I think it's fair. I mean, he's guys the best. He's been the best defensive player uh, the past what ten years, and he's one eight, of the, eight years yeah, right. since he got drafted. And he's one of the best defensive players of all time. And he really was a big part in the Rams winning that Super Bowl between the sack against San Francisco and the sack to end the game against Joe Burrow when he was pointing at his ring finger and everything. And I, I, I'm not mad at it. And I think the Rams are a team where they've drafted very well in the later rounds. Uh, what was Cooper Cup? What, what, third round. Third round. They're really good at drafting in the late rounds, middle to late rounds. So I'm not worried about it. You know, a lot of people are like, boy, they really paid him a lot of money. What about the salary cap? Well, they, they've locked up everybody. Jalen Ramsey, Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup. I, is, has he been locked up yet? Yeah, Coop's got locked, locked They're up. They're probably going to re-sign OBJ. Like, I, I if think, he doesn't go to New Orleans. Right, yeah. I think that's the other team we'll probably go to, if, if not the Rams, but... I'm not worried about the Rams. I, I think they're definitely a contender again this year. It's really hard to repeat in the Super Bowl, but I, I'm cool with the Rams right now, for sure. I like it. I just don't get how he's only making a million more than Tyreek Hill. Really? I think that's a, that's wow. a slap in the face. And I, I just think Tyreek's a product of a good a good Chiefs offense, mm-hmm. and a Patrick Mahomes gunning it to you because you got the speed. I mean, I don't think Tyreek's this phenomenal receiver. I think his numbers are going to dip this year. I think they're going to dip with yeah. Tua. Tua's going to benefit from him from the yak. From mm-hmm. yards after catch, but mm-hmm. Tyreek's not worth thirty million a year. Yeah, that's he's a not lot worth of money thirty million a, receiver, a year for right? a receiver. Wow, like quarterbacks are making that. That's the guy that touches the ball right eighty percent of the time. I mean, mm-hmm. or you can say a hundred percent of the time because he has to touch the ball to hand it off. But it, it's just like that's absurd. Like <laughs> I can't. Even put, I can't Aaron even, Donald is definitely more. Aaron worth Donald's it than worth it. I mean, because once Vaughn got paid to go to Buffalo, yeah. Big time. He, was, uh, he was just like, oh, I'll retire. And he talked about that for the Super Bowl. What's yeah. about your contract? I'm cool retiring. I told my daughters I'm ready to retire. Right. Daddy's ready to come <laughs> home. I, I've done enough. Right, right, you right. Know, and he'll go into Hollywood or something afterwards. Some, he'll be an analyst. Well, he, he will do something after his uh, career. He signed with Kanye's Donda Sports, so he's he's ready to go post the post NFL career for sure. Yeah, and I, I think he'll he's going to do fine post NFL because he's, he's a likable guy. He's a funny guy. He's great. But it's yeah. just like he's going to be in commercials. Like, yes. Because yes. it's straight. Like, he benches like 500 pounds. Crazy, right? Remember him and uh, not Tyreek, but a DK in that thing. And how much do you bench? And or who benches more? And Don's like, I do. And he laughed. Like, almost like a scoff. Yep. DK's like, how much you bench? He's like, how much you bench? He's like, like 385. And he goes, I bench 500. <laughs> and DK was like, wait, what? He shut up real quick. Yeah. He's like, wait, what? And it yeah. was like, he was just like, no, I, I bench 500. Oh like, it's God. just like, and like, call him. He's like, I bench 500. And it's very impressive because Aaron Donald's thick, but he's not tall. He's, a, he's kind wait, of a smaller defense. Like 6'1? Yeah. Which is big to us, but D lineman, lineman size, that's small. Yeah. The average guy's like 6'4. Mm hmm. Yep. Yep. And so, but I think it's well deserved. I think it's like, hey, make one more run with this team because then you're gonna have to pay Coop money more, more yeah. m- money more, more, more money, money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Stafford, or and then bring what about guys McVay? in. Maybe renewing his contract. Too. I think McVay's gone. McDonald's gone. I think he's gonna try and contend and go from because that NFC's not an easy division, no. to, yeah. easy conference to win. But he's gonna take the division. Right. So I, I think the Niners with their um, their QB situation still it's not solved. Mm-hmm. Debo's unhappy, so I think they're looking at it like okay. Maybe they can go after Debo in a couple years. If he's unhappy and there's no unrestricted, right? Sign here for a year. Donald's done. That money's yours. Mm-hmm. Or we could, you know, we can give you twenty million of that and give ten to somewhere else. So, I think they're being smart. Like you said, they lock their players in and go from there. Like the Cardinals, they're they're in dysfunction with the whole Kyler Murray thing. Seattle's gonna suck. They'll mm-hmm. maybe win four or five games this year. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the Bucks. I don't think the Bucks are really good. What Tom? That's not saying like anything against Tom Brady. But it's like that's not gonna. It's gonna be the same team as last year that got knocked out by the Rams. Yeah. I just don't see the Bucks, and I love Tom Brady, but it's not gonna be the same team. 
And it's just like, who else do you got in, in, the, yeah. in the NFC to even compete really with the Rams? You can't really trust the Packers. You can't trust them. And it, it's just like, yeah. I would say like the NFC is a hard one to win, but it's like Dallas. I think Dallas can make a big push. I think Dallas will be the team that's going to be that team right there with the Rams. I think this year Dallas actually makes Surprising noise. people. And actually, not, I think the Rams will come out of the NFC again if they stay healthy. Because they'll make some trade deadline move, and mm-hmm. there's like, how do they have this money to trade for these guys? Yeah. But it's, I think Dallas will be that team to meet them in the NFC Championship. And I and I don't like the Cowboys, but besides those two teams, unless the Niners wake up mm. with their QB situation, that's the only way I could see that happening. Yeah, I think the best three teams I would have to go with the Rams, Bucks, or Rams, Niners, Bucks for sure. I don't trust the Packers. You know, I I think the Eagles and Cowboys are going to battle for that division. You think um, the Eagles? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they got AJ Brown. They got a lot of pieces. They got uh, Bradbury from from the Giants. He was their main corner. They they've added a lot of pieces. So, but as we said earlier in the show, that doesn't necessarily mean just because you spend, spend, spend doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be a good team. I think a big part of their season is obviously going to be Jalen Hurts. Like. They have a lot of offensive weapons. Their defense is pretty solid. It's it's really going to come down to the quarterback play. This is the this is the trial year for Jalen. Like, yes. We got you the pieces. Yeah, there you go. Can Same you thing win? with Tua. Same thing. We got you the pieces. Let's show us what you got. You know. So we'll see. And the other big news was, of course, Kyler Murray. He reported after saying he wasn't going to. So it looks like he's back in good standing with the Cardinals. Uh, Debo Samuel. He reported today for the 49ers when he said he wasn't. There goes him being a Jet. That, that dream is out the window <laughs> for me. Uh, and then and Lamar Jackson didn't show up to OTAs, or what is it now? It's mandatory minicamp, I think, right now? I think it's coming up. I think it's still voluntary, but it's yeah. coming up. So that the big question is, you know, what is Lamar going to get? You know, that's a big question. He doesn't have an agent. He's actually representing himself, which I think is a pretty bold move. I think every every play, major player has an agent, but we'll see what happens with that. But, I, you know, I think they should pay Lamar. I don't know how much he's going to get. I don't know if it's going to be, you know, top of the market, because it seems like every major quarterback sets the market with their quarterback, with their quarterback money. But we'll see. I mean, I think they should pay him because who's going to be the replacement? You know, like Baker Mayfield. I don't. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, or hey, everyone has a quarterback, right? You're really going to go to the Jets? You know, I'm just throwing. No, are you going to go? You're going to go to a bad team, a, Houston. Mm-hmm. You're going to leave us to go to a worse team. You're mm-hmm. not going to make them better. Yeah. I think they're seeing the whole agent thing, but I get that because that's more money in Lamar's pocket, not mm-hmm. having to pay 10% to an agent or whatever, you know? So yeah. I see it. I, I, if I was a player, I would represent myself personally. Mm-hmm. I I think I know Saves my money. <laughs> I know my body. I know right, what I'm right. capable of. And I think that's where it comes into that. Right. Me as a player, I would want to represent myself. But there's also that stress. It's like, no, I have an agent. Handle it. Take mm-hmm. your 10%, but make sure you account for what I'm going to lose, make sure to get that by contract type right. thing where you do, there is that win type thing. But mm-hmm. I, I would probably personally represent myself and players doing baseball, you know, you hear that. Or, I think it's just less of a headache you have to worry about. Right. But I think the Ravens are going, hey, yeah, we want you. We drafted you at 32nd. We moved up in the draft to take you. Was, what's his name? Uh, the GM's last year. Was it Ozzie Smith? Ozzie Newsome, I think. Ozzie Newsome, yeah. yeah. Ozzie Smith is a baseball player. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, one of the greats too, by the yes. way. A good player. Yes. Uh, Isaac Newman drafted him, said, this is my last pick, run with it. Mm-hmm. You know, I had him a first overall, but he fell in our lap type mm-hmm. thing. Let's trade yeah. up to get him. But Joe Burrow just changed the case in that conference. If you can't beat the Bengals, are you really worth all that money? Because you couldn't move far in the playoffs before the Burrow era mm-hmm. in Cincinnati. Now you got to play him. And now Pittsburgh just drafted the guy. If, if Pickett pans out, you got Pittsburgh. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just one of the, and Cleveland's not going anywhere either. So I think they're looking at that like, if you can't at least get second and make the playoffs, we're not going to pay you because mm. this division's not getting any worse now. You, you, We were at the top when it was a bad division, and Cleveland just failed with the, the Baker Mayfield and bring all those pieces in with OBJ and Landry. 
So I think they're looking at that sense like, we'll pay, but we're not paying you $40 million. You're not worth $40 million. Your right. stats don't add up to it. Sure, you're great, but when it comes down to your arm winning his games, your arm can't win his games. Right, right. Yeah, I, I think that's a good point. He certainly hasn't been great in the playoffs. But again, I I just you know the the NFL is just such a like if you have a quarterback like really hold on to him you know what I mean and I know because I'm a Jets fan believe me I know this you know so it, yeah well, it's gonna come down to that and I and I but I think you're right I think you know it, it's gonna be I think he's doing the right thing representing himself and I think he's gonna get paid I mean like I said it's who else they got you know what I mean like it's it's gonna be interesting but we'll see he'll, what he'll get thirty mil a year yeah. and, and something some big signing bonus. But it's just like you gotta look at guys like Kirk Cousins getting paid. So he's gonna throw that, and be like, "Hey, I make the playoffs, I win games." Mm, yeah, I'm 25, 26 years old. Kirk Cousins is getting paid a lot. He's gonna be 30 million a year. <laughs> yeah, I deserve 30 million. Right, a year. that's right. what it's gonna come down to. The NFL is so interesting, man. It's like the every other, every player just sets the market every time, you know. And, and they're it, like Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. right? And I'm not an Aaron Rodgers fan by any means, but right. he's gonna be one of the greatest ever. But he's like. I don't have players, blah, blah, blah. Well, we don't have money to spend. Okay, well, they trade Devontae, and he takes more of a pay increase. And it's just like, I know. I don't want to hear your bitching anymore, I dude. Know. I don't want to hear it. I He's going to throw, well, they don't, they don't put pieces around me. What's well, your own fault? Oh, I'm Aaron Rodgers. You know, there goes my <laughs> mocking voice, but it's just like. And even he's talking yeah. about retirement during that golf match, you know? I mean, it's, it's just. I love that, by the way, the bashing the on it. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I love that, seeing those guys go at it. But yep. it's just like. Lamar, you got Joe Burrow in there. Joe Burrow's not going anywhere for the next 15 years. That's right, yeah. And that whole, you can say that whole conference, Patrick Mahomes, now Russell Wilson. I think they're looking at that standpoint, too. They're like, shit, all right, we got Deshaun Watson in Cleveland. Mm -hmm. And everything with him. You got Mm -hmm. Josh Allen. Mac Jones had a spectacular rookie year, Mm -hmm. if he can continue on. Mm Mm-hmm. Justin Herbert in San Diego, it's Russell loaded. Wilson in Denver it's now. Loaded, yeah. Derek Carr is a decent quarterback. Now he actually has a number one weapon to throw to. It's yeah. what, do you, what do you do? I know. You he's got to sh- No, he's got to play well this year. He does. He really does and you know, we'll see what happens. I mean, it's this of this upcoming NFL season is going to be one of the most exciting I've I can remember to be honest. Maybe Tua has the- a good year with the weapons he got. I right. mean, there's there's just it's all right there for him. It's mm-hmm. even you get to even throw Tannehill in there. Mm-hmm. If depending what Tannehill shows up, I right. think Lamar's better than those two guys. But I just named five QBs ahead of Lamar in the right. AFC alone. In the AFC alone, right, right, right. Yeah, now, that's not that's no cream of the crop right there. It, mm-hmm. I mean that the QBs are, but I just named what Mahomes, Herbert, Allen, Mac, Russ. Now mm-hmm. there's five QBs ahead of. No, you can throw it, Deshaun. It, Deshaun's better than Lamar. Right. That's six QBs ahead of Lamar. Mm-hmm. Depending on Sean Watson's thing, but right, he'll his get case. his money, but he's not worth forty million. He's not worth a record-breaking deal. Yeah, they'll give him thirty million mm-hmm. or go from there. We'll see. Finally, uh, what is your, what's your thoughts on the, the Patriots making Matt Patricia potentially the offensive coordinator? What, what do you think about that? I think it's stupid because he's a, he's a defensive-minded, yeah, defensive-minded coach. Yeah. And if I'm Mac, I'm calling my own place. <laughs> right. I mean, they that, that's all I got. They, they could have went out and got Bill O'Brien. I mean, it, who was familiar with that system? Like, yeah, the, the, the McDaniel's loss is going to be huge. I think. I think the Patriots will still be a good team, but I, I, yeah, Bill. I mean, is Bill losing it a little bit? I don't know. I mean, like making Matt Patricia the offensive coordinator. Like, is is, is it a desperation thing? Like, I don't know. Does anybody want to be the offensive coordinator? Unless Mac like, endorsed it, right? Right. I mean, right. but you got to look at what he did in in Detroit mm-hmm. when he was the head oh, coach God. so that's going to trickle Nightmare. down to being an OC you have some sort of call with the OC right right and your playbook so it's just like watch out for McDaniel in Miami oh. though oh, oh oh Mike McDaniel yes 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 he's a new coach yeah no it, it's going to be this NFL season is going to be so exciting i think if we're under 100 days until the season and man it's but... hey, it's able to watch out for Dallas this year if they're healthy watch out for Dallas and it's also make or break year for for Dak, for Dak. now mm-hmm. 
You have yeah. all the pieces. And Mike McCarthy. And McCarthy shouldn't even be a head coach. In the league. <laughs> oh, Get him God, out of there, yeah. man. For sure, for sure. Well, you know, I was talking to my one of my buddies, a Jets fan. He's like, they're going to win eight games. I'm like, I'll take eight games for well, sure. What's their schedule? Not, uh, it's a tough schedule. It's a tough schedule. I think the the front of it's not too bad, but the middle and 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 the I think the second half of the end of the schedule is pretty bad. So we'll we'll see. They could but probably it, sneak one from New England and Miami. So mm-hmm. there's two. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, we'll see. And Zach Wilson bulked up, so we'll see if you know. We'll see if that helps. I don't know. But anyway, all right, guys, that's gonna be it. Thir- episode was it thirty seven, right? I think so. Yeah, I lost uh, track. All right, episode thirty seven. <laughs> me too. Episode 37 in the books here for the Talking Ball Podcast. Of course, follow us on SoundCloud, Apple iTunes Podcasts, Spotify, and uh, I'll post it on time this week, I swear. I'll post the episode on and time. And I'll get on the social medias on time, too, this, this week. But we'll be back and better than ever, of course, after the finals. We'll recap that and all the doings that are going to happen in sports. So, guys, thank you for joining us. As always, we appreciate it. For Ryan, that's Antonio. I'm out. Later.